0: I love that on Sundays, waking up and knowing, hey, Justin Fields is going to play. But at the same time, I'm good if I have to wait a little bit because his health is 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 paramount at this point. So please, Bears, don't rush it, and I don't think they will.
1: Justin Fields' shoulder injury, of course, a huge story with the Bears this week. If the franchise quarterback is indeed injured enough where he can't practice or he's limited this week, should the Bears save him from himself and just start Trevor City We're going to weigh in on that here coming up in just a little bit. But first and foremost, it's the Bears Wire podcast. Welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, joined by Alyssa Barbieri. Alyssa, of course, is the managing editor of USA Today's Bears Wire. Alyssa, how are you doing on this holiday week?
0: Yes, I'm doing good. Um, obviously, though, it's not as exciting as a game week over the last month has been because You know Bears fans were a little worried about Justin Fields you know he has that left shoulder injury and it's a reality that you know we all have in the back of our minds you know when especially when he's running around the field as freely and as often as as he is that there is always the possibility that he was going to get hurt and it sucks that it happened on like a fluky play where he landed out of bounds. But yeah, so Justin Fields, he's banged up. Um, so naturally, Bears fans are, are are worried, and we want to wrap him in bubble wrap uh, until twenty twenty three is here.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hearing that. No, people are just saying, put him on the IR, Matty it's Like we're not, we're done. Justin, <laughs> he's the franchise, and we we got some thoughts on that here coming up, of course. Uh, but that's funny. So Bears fans, their their holiday week is basically ruined, right? Thanksgiving night, it's it's ruined because everyone's just worried about Fields, stressed out about Fields. Alyssa, is that is that what I'm hearing?
0: I mean, I think we're going to enjoy some football and not having to, you know, watch our team lose uh, on Thanksgiving. But yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously the big storyline for this week is Fields and his health. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you don't really see too many people just being like, oh, my God, we need Fields to play. Oh, we need him to play this week. It's no rest him (laughs) unless he's 100 percent. And the shoulder injury isn't nearly as bad as, you know, what it sounds. Why are we playing him? like sit him for this week, bring him back against the Packers, sit him until the bye week, uh, put him, you know, some people are even like you said, Ryan, or like just shelve him for the rest of the year. Uh, because like you also said, the Bears have a franchise quarterback. And we know that this season, you know, outside of fields getting that experience and getting to see him come into his zone and become a superstar on the field and getting that on field experience outside of that, there's nothing really on the line. So why are you going to risk your future? Uh, but yeah, so Justin Fields is going to be the thought here for, uh, for now until the end of the season. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting this week, watching how this develops, because there's been a lot of conflicting reports exactly about what is wrong with his shoulder. You know, Ian Rappaport said it was dislocated and then Adam, uh, Adam Schefter and then Mike Florio both said, no, it's not dislocated. Uh, and then someone said, and then there was some people saying it's separated, which there's a difference. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to explain that, but. I mean, so there's a lot of conflicting reports, but if he is not healthy, I don't think that they should play him, especially against this terrifyingly good Jets defense.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So you have your finger on the pulse of Bears fans and Bears nation very, very well. And it's interesting to hear people that want him to rest because that's kind of what my gut reaction was, too. Uh, I think, as you were saying, Alyssa, we've seen enough. We know Fields is the guy. We know he's the franchise quarterback. He is the franchise, I should say. So there's no reason to put him out there if he is injured. I think although Justin Fields probably would, would never want to sit out and wouldn't go for it, Matt Eberfuss might have to save Fields from himself if he's injured. Now, if he's healthy and this the shoulder injury isn't what we all think it is and he practices in full all week, then yeah, sure, he should play. I'm not there. I, I'm not like put him on IR just because we have some scary defenses we're coming up against. No, 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 that, I'm not there. But if he's limited, if he misses practice, if, you know, whatever these, these freaking sports reporters want to say, these insiders, Alyssa, whether they want to say separated or, or dislocated and do the semantics game, we know it's a bad shoulder injury. We know that. Uh, so if he's hurt, then yes, start Trevor Simeon, please. Let him hand the ball off 35 times. We'll all be fine, right? We'll be fine. And, and Fields can play when he's healthy. We don't want to put him out there and, and get him killed. And the Jets... Man, they have a dumb quarterback, Alyssa, horrible quarterback. Zach Wilson's so bad. We'll talk about that here coming up a little bit later in the show. But they do have a Super Bowl caliber defense. Their defense is nasty. And if Bears fans haven't checked out the Jets too much yet, which I don't blame you, you should just check out the Jets and how good they are in defense. They are freaking awesome. Their pass rush is scary. They could cover. They definitely nailed the pick with Sauce Gardner this past year. He's He's one of the best corners in football already. You're going to be on the road, and if Fields plays, he's going to be running for his life. He just says he's going to get hit, and that is just a fact. That's not an opinion. It's just a fact, right? Uh, Fields is going to take some hits and take some shots if he plays against the Jets. And if he's injured, there's just no reason to do that, right, Alyssa? Right? We're 3-8. and eight. We have a top-three draft pick right now. Let Trevor Simeon go out there and take hits and hand the ball off 35 times and and just lean into it right now. Just lean into it. Yeah, I, I did say this when we were coming, we're, we're, it was a couple of weeks ago, right? Bears fans were starting to do the thing where they look at the schedule and they're penciling in wins. Oh, look, we could win these games. Look, the Bears might be able to make the playoffs. And we were like, guys, like, no, that's not going to happen with this team. It's just not. I think right now we can kind of lean into what this is. And it's the fact that if the season ended today, we'd be picking in the top three. That's insane. That's crazy. And that's much better for the future of the Bears now than it is to put Fields out there and let him go get crushed right by a really good Jets defense if he's not healthy so yeah I'm with Bears all the Bears fans that think that Fields should sit I'm with you I don't think he should sit for the year yet unless it's a real season-ending injury if he can come back and be healthy again then yeah I want to see more obviously but uh if he's not if he's limited at all this week Alyssa I don't want to see him on the field against the Jets I don't I don't I would fear for his safety (laughs)
0: Absolutely, and as Bill Belichick would say, it's on to twenty twenty three, right? You know, he might say go. that for if he was coaching the Bears, right? So, but like you said, if he if Fields isn't, because we don't know the extent of the injury. You know, Fields said after the game he was in a lot of pain, uh, obviously. So we still don't know the extent because Matt Eber, when we're filming this or recording this podcast, Matt Eberflus has yet to talk to the media on Wednesday, so we don't know. Uh, exactly what he's going to say yet so at this point we don't know the extent of the injury so we don't know again if he's going to be practiced if he's limited if he sits out but like you said if he's limited in any capacity and he's not ready to go I'm not putting him out there there's just too much at stake for the future you know not the present. we really don't need them you know the Bears do have a bye week um, coming up Uh, they play the Packers uh, after this game against the Jets so I mean for me, I'm like, okay, let's sit him against the Jets. We don't need to get him hurt um, further. And let's bring him back maybe for the Packers game if he can. But again, if he's not good to go, then don't. But again, this is Justin Fields, who in his career has been known to play through a lot of pain, like whether that was in Chicago, especially during his rookie season, or even back at Ohio State when he he threw like six touchdowns against Clemson with a broken rib. Like, it's I mean, like, awesome there, performance, this yes. is tough yeah, that was insane. And I'm like, so like, this kid is not going to say, Hey, I'm, I'm too hurt to play. He's going to be like, I'm fine. Put me out there. You know, that happened on that last drive when he, uh, the final drive of the game against the Falcons, uh, when he landed on that shoulder on that first play. And then, you know, he was down for a while and I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, nightmare is happening. This is exactly what we didn't want to happen. What we feared could happen. Uh, they ran, cause he ran the ball, but 18 times, which is way too much. Um, But at the same time, you know, after he was down, he got back up. He's like, no, I'm good to go. You can put me back in. That's classic Justin Fields. You know, he's never going to take himself out of the game. So this is on the coaches. Um, You know, this is about the future. So you hope that if in any way, shape, or form that he's not good to go, don't put him out there, Uh, especially when you have the Jets coming to town. So it's a very rare spot that we're in, right, to know that, wow, you got your franchise guy. So don't just don't risk it. That's all I'm asking. It's really not worth it. Of course, I want to see him every week. That has made this season so exciting. I remember Ryan, remember we talked about like the first six weeks of the season. It was kind of rough to get through those games, right? Because we're watching fields in there and he's struggling and it's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. We're concerned. Oh my God, are they ruining him? Is he taking a step back? And then once he kind of turned it on, it's like, oh my God, we have a reason to wake up on Sundays and be excited because Justin Fields is our quarterback and he gets to go play football today. And you know, yes, that's, I love that on Sundays, waking up and knowing, Hey, Justin Fields is going to play. But at the same time I'm good if I have to wait a little bit because his health is, is, is paramount at this point. So please bears don't rush it. And I don't think they will.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think the bears with the way Fields has been playing the last month they should just be flexed in the prime time every week. It's been that good of a product. It's been that good. Like the NFL should be profiting over this. Yeah, it's like that good. It's like, man, I can't wait to watch this kid play. He's, he's amazing. And we've talked about how we've seen enough, right, Over the o- since this Patriots game where the, when the Bears turned it on and Fields has been just a freaking brilliant superstar. Um, ever since that game, we've seen it on the field. But yeah, the mentality thing is also there with Fields, right? It is a a franchise quarterback never wants to come out of the game. Uh, that's what it is. So he's going to play hurt. He's going to push the play this week if he can, I'm sure. And it just goes back to what I said earlier. Save Fields from himself. Save him from himself. Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles. What are you guys doing? If he's hurt, if he's missing practice this week, he should not be playing against the Jets at all. And it, it does make me think a little bit about the future, right? We're going to be getting into seasons where, we could be on the other side of this record, right? We're three and eight right now, so that's why we're saying there's no reason to risk the franchise when you're three and eight. But what about what what about in a couple of years when the Bears could be eight and three at this moment? And Fields is running around with reckless abandon, maybe, Ed gets hurt, and he might have to sit out for a week or two. Who's QB two? Like we have to start think the Bears have to start thinking, Alyssa, who's behind Fields, right? You need to have somebody behind him, right? I mean Trevor Simeon. Is the only other quarterback on the active roster? We all we all know who's on the practice squad, right, Alyssa? Who's our practice? Who's our practice he squad who shall quarterback? Not be named, Go ahead, give he it to who me. Shall not be named. Give it to me. Who is he again?
0: Baltimore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Again, we've we made fun of him for a whole podcast last summer, actually. So Peterman is our practice squad quarterback. Neither of these quarterbacks, Alyssa, I would say, could run the same style of uh, offense as as Justin Fields, right? So. When you get, What I'm saying is when you get into a situation where you might have to lose your quarterback for a couple series in a game, like we saw the Chargers had to do earlier this year when Justin Herbert got hurt with his rib injury, they had to bring in the backup for a couple series and Herbert came back in. So maybe that happens during a game or you lose your quarterback for a week or two. You know, even the star quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, they have gotten hurt and they've had to miss time. So you have to kind of bridge that gap. Now, thankfully, the Bears have a great running game and hopefully that continues, but it would be nice to have a backup quarterback that is not Trevor Simeon or, my goodness, Nathan freaking Peterman, (laughs) right? So they're going to have to figure out QB, two. So maybe that's something they're going to have to address in the offseason, Alyssa. I don't think free agency is the way to go. Just looking at the available guys in 2023, I don't see anyone who comes even close to playing a similar style as Justin Fields, just nothing that he could even stretch to find. So maybe it is going in the draft and and drafting a kid. We mentioned the Patriots because that's where this run kind of started for Fields and the Bears when they just kind of turned it on in Foxborough there. And the Patriots have this kid who we saw in that game, Bailey Zappi. The Patriots drafted him in the fourth round. He is literally the carbon copy of Mac Jones. He even looks like Mac Jones. You put their headshots up next to each other, and it's like, whoa, it's like scary. (laughs) He looks so similar. And maybe the Bears do something like that, where they go and find a quarterback that has the same you're probably not going to find the same skill set, obviously, because Fields is special, but find a guy that can run your RPOs, get outside the pocket a little bit, and do some of that stuff. So if Fields does have to ever miss time, you have a capable quarterback who can come in and you don't have to change the offense, right? Because I think a real fear right now is, will Fields continue to get hurt? Will he continue to take a beating with the way the Bears are kind of riding him, with the way he's kind of playing, as you said, with all that freedom? And I guess you could say reckless abandon at times with him just flying around the field and just making it happen and keeping the Bears in games so I'm starting to think about QB two, and that's going to be a, a key spot in the roster that you know we kind of overlook we're looking at offensive line we're looking at wide receiver looking at defense now with some of the moves they've made but QB two is actually pretty important too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no. And the bears actually almost came close to seeing that in action last Sunday against the Falcons when fields went down on that one play, when he hurt his shoulder and, you know, they had to use a timeout. Otherwise Simeon was going to have to come in for one play. Uh, so we're about to get dun, a, dun, a glimpse dun. of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> but at the same time, like I agree with you. I think that backup quarterback is going to be important too. And I've seen other people talking about it too, in terms of getting like, you know, a guy in there that can also help be a mentor for Fields and stuff. And some people are like, Yeah, Simeon isn't it. But it, it's interesting because in the off season we saw how Ryan Poles handled this situation, right? Getting rid of Nick Foles, who I think I'd rather have Nick Foles, even though I knew he's nowhere near the type of quarterback that Justin Fields is not even close, right? He looked like a what 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 did we say about him that one game? It looked like he was a deer, a baby wounded, deer running. A wounded
1: deer. A wounded deer, you a said wo- A a wounded, wounded deer. Deer,
0: a wounded deer trying to run but I mean, with with Simeon, it's interesting because, you know, Ryan Pohl said that he, you know, when they parted ways with uh, Foles and then they brought in Simeon, he believed that Simeon had a similar skill set to Justin Fields. And I'm like, uh, I'm not sure. I I don't think so. Uh, Nice try. (laughs) Just say that you didn't want Nick Foles. You know, I think that was a kind way of saying that, but I I don't think anyone in their mind, would compare Trevor Simeon to Justin Fields. Um, So yeah, no, I definitely think that they're going to have to address that. And I like the idea of doing that in the draft. Um, And you kind of looking to the future. Like you said, right now they have the third overall pick. You know, I'm over here salivating because Will Anderson or Jalen Carter could be on the board for the Bears with that pick, especially because, you know, you have two teams in front of you, the Texans and the Panthers currently right now that are going to go quarterback. But at the same time, you also have a whole bunch of teams behind the Bears that need quarterback, and the Bears are sitting there, and they don't need one. So you could definitely deal that pick. You know, even the Lions, what they have two first-rounders right now, currently the 6 which is the rams pick and then they have their own at 13 so like you could have you could trade back and acquire additional draft capital maybe even get an additional pick that you could use to maybe go get a backup quarterback and obviously address some of the uh, a lot of the other needs on this team because there are a lot especially in the trenches which is something we're going to see Ryan Pohl shore up during the offseason but yeah that's interesting to think because you know you know like we've mentioned you know field to someone when you have someone like a Justin Fields Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, those guys that can run a little bit and you're kind of, you know, getting, a, you're a little exposed or like you said, reckless abandon, right? The way that Fields just kind of tears it up on the field, you know, you have to be prepared that at some point he's going to have to miss a game or he might have to come out for a few plays. So it, it would definitely help having a quarterback that has a similar skill set because it's interesting, you know, when you look at what the Bears did during the mini bye week with the offense specifically and how they had to retailer it for fields right specifically to his skill set so it's now the question is do you have to kind of tailor it back to what it used to be if Trevor Simeon has to play because he doesn't have the same skill set as Fields, so I don't know it's really it's interesting but it would be a lot easier if you had someone obviously you can't get another Justin Fields like they're very rare right Justin, what Justin can do is insane and not there's only one other quarterback in the league that can do that so you're not going to get a carbon or a second Justin Fields, but somebody that can run a little bit. I saw someone on Twitter <laughs> joke um, that there is a perfect backup quarterback uh, that has a similar skill set, uh, and that it and that it would have been a hilarious option. It was Mitch Trubisky, and I was just laughing. <laughs> I'm like man I mean he's not wrong granted you know Mitch is still under contract with the Steelers for but I mean you want to find a decent backup quarterback that really can run the same offense uh when fields camp
1: Trubisky's a good one and so he's the, yeah you're right he's not a free agent because when I pulled up that list earlier when I was kind of getting ready for the show he wasn't on the list and he would have been he would have been a funny option I, I don't know if he'd want to come back to Chicago maybe maybe No, <laughs> probably not. That's just a Well, guess. Matt
0: Nagy's not here though. That's so true. Know, maybe it's more appealing. <laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. Nagy is not here anymore. But Trubisky. Ryan
0: Pace isn't here anymore. <laughs> true.
1: True. Uh, so Trubisky at least he has that ability to do the little the little shoulder twitch and get outside the pocket. Uh, so he can definitely do that the, uh, thing, the RPO thing. He can move outside. So yeah, Trubisky would actually make sense, but none of these other free agent quarterbacks do uh, make sense. Would you pull it up and look at him. So I, I do think the draft is um, where it's going to happen, and I do think the Bears should be drafting a quarterback in this draft somewhere in the middle rounds. No, I'm not definitely not the first round. I like that idea of trading back, Alyssa. That makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. I think there's a lot of needs, especially when you're trading guys like Roquan, you know Robert Quinn. So you're you have a lot of spots you got to fill. So you might as well. Pick up more draft capital and get good players. I like that plan for sure. So, a lot going into this game Bears, Jets, Bears going on the road. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Uh, and there's other storylines like maybe Fields wants to play Alyssa because he is going up against Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson was picked by the Jets number two overall, number two. Now, Fields went obviously number 11 when Ryan Pace, good God, good job, Ryan Pace, good job. Ryan Pace made the move to get Justin Fields, but. And what is that, nine, ten picks in between fields? He could have gone number two to the Jets. The Jets picked Zach Wilson. Ooh, how they feeling about that right now? We'll talk about it here coming up. But first, let's set our fantasy lineups with Huddle.com.
2: This is the typical Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Corey Benini with Huddle.com here to bring you strong plays for week number 12. Washington Commanders quarterback Taylor Heineke versus the Atlanta Falcons. Heineke hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the last two games and he's a tough sell for fantasy lineups with all 32 teams on the slate this week. This one's a low-volume outlook, and it may wind up being the best for DFS contests of the showdown variety, but he has plenty of weapons and should play a little freer without Carson Wentz lurking over his shoulder. Atlanta has given up an average of 23.1 fantasy points per game since week 6, and 8 passers have posted at least 21 points on the year. And with 3 touchdowns against from quarterbacks on the ground, there's even hope for a rushing touchdown. Miami Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert versus the Houston Texans. Prior to the week 11 bye, Mostert scored in consecutive games but has seen his workload kneecapped by the arrival of Jeff Wilson. The backfield will continue to split reps and against the weakest run defense in the league, it's reasonable to expect both backs to be viable in fantasy. The caveat here is Mostert is just barely useful even with a touchdown, so expect nothing of note if he somehow manages not to score. It's a good thing Houston is truly that bad on the ground. Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Paris Campbell versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has played well regardless of the quarterback since week five, and in the last six games, Campbell has four outings with at least 11.7 points in PPR, and five outings of borderline flex or better returns. He has three scores in that time frame and draws a Steelers defense that has permitted the most fantasy points on the year to the position. Most of the damage has come from 14 touchdowns allowed, which ties for the most in the NFL. This matchup is nearly 26% better than average, and Campbell should become the 17th receiver to score at least 10 PPR points against Pittsburgh. Buffalo Bills tight end Dawson Knox at the Detroit Lions. Last game was the first game Knox managed to record double-digit PPR points, 14, without scoring a touchdown in a full season. His seven grabs tied a career high, and the 70 yards versus Cleveland last week was the second most since 2021's card round. Six of the seven scores versus the Detroit Lions in 2022 have come in the last seven outings, and just two weeks ago Chicago's Cole Komet scored twice against Detroit. This is a worthwhile risk-reward play if for no reason but the match. Up itself. Happy Thanksgiving wishes from everyone at The Huddle. For more award winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out TheHuddle.com. That was your Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Win your fantasy football league with TheHuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado.
1: All right, we're back. We mentioned uh, some uncertainty with who the Bears are going to have under center. Obviously a big difference winning. It goes from Justin Fields to Trevor Simeon. Sorry, again, we don't don't think Simeon has the same skill set as Justin Fields. We're just going on on a limb with that take, Alyssa. We're going to say we don't believe Simeon is the same quarterback as Fields. So so the Jets, though, are uh, four and a half point favorites against the Bears who have been red hot. We know they haven't been winning, but they have been red hot playing good football, at least on offense. Uh, It's a a Sunday 1 p.m. kickoff uh, at the Jets. And I will say this. The Jets, while they do have a Super Bowl defense, they are a complete embarrassment with Zach Wilson under center. I do think this, <laughs> Alyssa. Right? I watched the. I don't know if Bears fans caught the game last week. The Jets played the Patriots. Both teams were coming off a bye at the same time. The Jets had just lost to the Patriots right before their bye week. I think they played the Patriots, the Bills, then went on the bye, and then had the Patriots again. So it's a quick turnaround. Which we're seeing this a little bit with the league. You played two division games relatively soon within three or four weeks. That happened with the Patriots and the Jets. And all the storylines were like, oh, you know, Zach Wilson, he's mad about how that first game went when the Patriots embarrassed them. And he's going to come out and show them something. Oh, my God, Alyssa, it was the worst quarterback play I think I've ever seen. Zach Wilson, he attempted 22 passes, but he only completed nine of them for 77 yards. I think his quarterback rating was below 50. He was kind of a, I don't want to say, the, I want to say a word that's going to get us in trouble here on the, on the show here. Let me, let me think a little bit harder here. <laughs> He was kind of a DB in the post game, which I think you have a take on here. And it's just, I don't know. For me, it's like, I look at where the Jets took this kid. Number two overall, they could have had Justin Fields. And it's like, I don't know how you're a Jets fan and you're not just kicking yourself every time Justin Fields is running for a 60-yard touchdown. You know what I mean? Or making a great throw. And he had a couple good throws in this Falcons game, for those that think he can't throw the ball. So, I mean... Wilson, I'm sure he has all the arm talent in the world, Alyssa. That's all I hear about is, oh, Zach Wilson, they took him number two because he has all the arm talent, arm talent, blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't seem to have any clue on how to just like put the ball on a receiver that is on time and allows his receiver to run after the catch. And if Bears fans go back and watch the highlights of last week's game against the Patriots, you will see Patriots defenders jumping on the ball as if they are the receiver. Uh, I don't know if Wilson threw a pick in this one, but he was close many times. And it's just like, it's just so easy to jump, to read what he's doing, to jump his throws. He's kind, of a, he's kind of weird where he's trying to look cool out there and throw it sidearm when he doesn't have to. He is just not a smart football player at all. And if we were redrafting the 2021 quarterback draft, I'm taking Fields definitely over Wilson. We could talk about Trevor Lawrence. I think that's an interesting conversation. But I'm taking Fields over Zach Wilson. So that means Fields should have been a top two pick. And I definitely believe that now. And I think the Jets probably believe it too, Alyssa, if they're being honest.
0: It's really, it's funny to me because I'm getting severe deja vu uh, to to 2017 when the Bears, you know, (laughs) drafted Trubisky over Mahomes and, you know, Watson before that whole thing, you know, Uh, so, but just like now you have the Jets and you also have the 49ers. (laughs)
1: Perfect. Yes, Trey Lance is another um, and one. And you have yep. a
0: whole bunch of other teams, too, that pass on fields. But, yeah, the Jets have to feel sick because, at least for the 49ers right now, you don't really know what you have in Trey Lance. He's hurt. So, like, it's still, like, okay, potential. But man, I just like I've I've seen that clip too of uh, Wilson, I don't know it looked like he was throwing right to a Patriots linebacker in the middle of the field and he just dropped it. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening happened multiple um, times actually I, in the game.
1: Yeah. It was crazy. He kept throwing it to the Patriots yeah. players. He threw it right to the Patriots safety too, Devin McCourty. and McCordy like <laughs> had his hands on his helmet, like, how did I not catch that? It's like, dude, who is Wilson throwing it to? It's crazy.
0: I am so thankful. I would like to issue a personal thank you and I can send a, a, an edible arrangement as well to the New York Jets for drafting Zach Wilson. Thank you so much because we knew that the 49ers were set on Lance, So that really opened the door for the Bears to be able to go be able to trade up to get Fields and I don't know we have a franchise quarterback. So thank you Jets. I thank you so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's I'm thinking about this matchup and it's just On the one hand, like I want Fields, I think all Bears fans want Fields to be healthy. And if he's not, sit him in this game. But at the same time, don't you just want to see Fields on one side of the field and then see Wilson on the other? Yes. And just see exactly what how different they are and the Jets to get a front row seat to it. I mean, just sweet karma. And I know Fields wants that too. He he's always trying to downplay, like, oh no, I don't care that they passed on me. That's some BS. So come on, Justin, you know. Like you might not say it, but you're you really want to show these guys exactly what they missed. And it's interesting too because so far the the quarterbacks uh, from the twenty twenty one draft class that the Bears have faced this year, what Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Mac Jones feels and the Bears have beaten them. Like he's he's undefeated against them so far. So if he plays Zach Wilson, you know, technically, you know, the stats currently say that he should beat the Jets. No. Um, but I mean It's interesting, too, when you look at these two guys from a leadership standpoint, because that's the thing that everyone's talking about, too. Not only, you know, the Zach Wilson being a bad quarterback is nothing new, right? Like, that's been something people have been talking about for a little bit. But how he conducted himself after that game, when he was asked, you know, do you feel like you let the defense down by scoring three points, completing nine passes, right? And that whole performance. And he just said no.
1: (laughs) Can I I give you you my Zach Wilson impression? (laughs) Uh, let yeah, me, okay, let, me let me give you the, the impression there because I watched the post game. Because uh, okay. again, folks, I am a Patriots fan, so you're welcome. I started. <laughs> He's i reveling in this. My go, my, go pa- right. my Patriots helped Justin Fields uh, on his path to stardom, right? Because that's what catapulted him. But anyway, <laughs> let me pretend I'm Zach Wilson after that question. Well, guys, it's pretty windy out there. What are you gonna do? I mean, it was pretty. What do you want me to do? It's kind of windy out there, guys. Don't forget about the wind. Okay, sorry. Listen, that's that's you said something like that, and I was just like, oh, that's what a loser! Straight. What a loser! Go on.
0: Oh, my God. That's right with the wind. Oh, my goodness. He blamed uh, the wind. He blamed yeah, the wind. Because,
1: that's why he sucked. He blamed the wind. That's why he threw for 77 yards on nine completions.
0: Because everyone plays in a dome, right? Like, every single team plays in a dome, right? Like, there are even college teams that are playing in the wind. You'll see them complaining about it. They're taking so ownership. Ridiculous. Like, I mean, he just seems very frat boy, immature-ish. And it's not a good vibe. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Um the way he conducts himself is just as important as how he conducts himself playing wise on the field. So, I mean, then you have this, then you have Justin Fields who is the the polar opposite in every way, talent, leadership, demeanor, you know, we, we talked about how Justin Fields is like even killed and all that. He doesn't get too high or too low. Like there was this one, there are two clips of him like after a win and then one after a loss. And he's like the same, <laughs> like, but at the same time too, the leadership component, you know, Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated shared this cool story uh, right before we got on air here about how after the Falcons game on that last drive, when Fields got hurt too, he ended up throwing that interception that halted uh, that, uh, that fourth quarter comeback. And so after the game, Fields apologized to his teammates uh, after that Falcons loss. And he told the defense that, you know, they gave the offense a chance and the offense just didn't get it done. And Greer said that it went a long way with those guys after, especially after Fields had played hurt. And then Brewer said that his understanding is Fields' defensive teammates stopped him as he was finishing the apology, told him they have his back. Uh, so basically in the middle of the apology, no, Justin. Don't you worry. I mean, hey, you guys were averaging 31 points over the last month, and we let you down. I I, I feel like I could fill the blanks in, right? You can fill in the blanks there. The offense carried this team for the last month, so they're kind of stopping him. But that's a really cool moment, and it's not really a surprise. You know, Fields will always try to take the blame on himself, and that's what a leader does. And it was just a really cool moment, and I feel like it could not have happened at a more perfect time the, with, with Zach Wilson's postgame press conference with the story about fields after this loss and and they scored 24 points in this game. They only lost by three and he's still just trying to take ownership and apologizing to his defense because he feels like he let them down. I mean, it's just Ryan, could you think could you have scripted this better?
1: No, it's perfect. And, and and on the flip side, the Jets defensive players hate the quarterback because they think he's an, yes. an, an idiot, right? And they're all like, dude, we held them to three points. And we lost on a walk-off punt return. You moron. Of course you let us down. <laughs> like, come on. So uh, it was just so bad. Like, even on the last drive of the game, the Jets are trying to get in the field goal range. They can't move the ball. They hadn't moved it. I think they had, like, 103 yards of total offense or something in the whole game. It was so bad. It was so bad, Alyssa. And they get, like, gifted. It was 3rd and 15. They get gifted a, a automatic first down on, like, a questionable, like, illegal contact thing on the defense. So they get a fresh set of downs and they go three and out and and then they punt it not out of bounds, but to the Patriots uh, rookie punt returner, who was a star at Houston returning punts for all these touchdowns. He had, I think he had like nine college touchdown return for, for touchdowns and uh, they kick it to him instead of out of bounds. And he walks off with the punt return touchdown. (laughs) It's just the jets for you. They're just so stupid. Uh, And so we'll get into how that might factor into this pick. And, Oh, never mind the fact that Robert Sala might go with, uh, you know, one of his backups, Joe Flacco or, or who's the other one? Mike White, Mike, Mike White, White. Yeah, we Mike could White. have a
0: Trevor Simeon, Mike White showdown. Oh, boy. And no one they're going to no, They're not going to air that on television. Unless they, should,
1: they should flex that to prime time. We <laughs> want we need that. Yeah, we need that. Flex it. Uh, yeah. Mike White or Flacco, one of those guys. I mean, the coach is refusing to even commit to Zach Wilson. So that kind of tells you all you need to know. And I think I have an an idea for a new weekly topic for us. Uh, Who has the most punchable face on the team the Bears are next playing? Uh, So I need to check in with you, Alyssa. Arthur Smith, did you see, did you you think he had a punchable face as we talked about last week?
0: Yes, I did. I was watching the game with my dad too. And I remember because like, I mean, like I kind of forgot until we were like a little bit into the game and then they showed him and I'm like, Oh, my God, Brian's right. He does have a punchable face.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, I was so, like,
0: oh, my God, then I couldn't stop pointing it out every time they showed him. So, okay, I'm curious. So, do you have a nominee yeah, for this week?
1: Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. And, okay. and Joe, Joe Flacco is, uh, I think, a close second. He has a punchable face. But I think Zach Wilson's an easy one this week. So, that, this is going to be a new weekly topic. Who has the most punchable I face in that. the team the Bears are playing next? Arthur Smith. I already know
0: who, I already know <laughs> who the following week's going to be because I yeah. think we all
1: agree. Yeah, yeah that one's easy. When we get to Green Bay, that's easy. Although, Rodgers or LaFleur? I'll have to think on that one. They both have punchable faces to me. It's, it's
0: always it's Rodgers. <laughs> it's definitely
1: Rodgers. It's definitely Rodgers. Yeah, that's an easy one. Uh, but LaFleur with that weird, like, it's too tightly managed his beard. It's like a little too, like, skinny. It's like way too groomed. There's something about it. Like, it needs to be... I'm all I'm all for... I have a beard, too. Like, it's all for... I'm all for the beard. But it's just like a little too skinny on the sideburns or something. Or the muscle. There's something about his beard that... Makes me want to punch him, but yeah, Rogers is the most punchable by far. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Zach Wilson might be—he might be among the more punchable with the with the headband thing he wears, and this is just his general demeanor on the field, his general demeanor post game, his stupid look on his face, the dancing whenever he does make a good play. It's like, oh god, ugh. So. Okay, so that's that's just our punchable face uh segment for the, for the week. Um,
0: <laughs> I love
1: this. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's a good one. I again, Arthur Smith though. Wow. What a face on. Wow, him. what
0: a punchable I, face.
1: I told that's you, so right? Good. It just hits you when you see it. Um so, let's do this really quick. Let's redraft the 2021 quarterback draft, shall we? Now, here's how the actual oh, wow. draft went, Alyssa. Trevor Lawrence number 1, Zach Wilson number 2. <laughs> Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, number two, Trey Lance with number three. Fields goes all the way down at number 11. Obviously, Ryan Pace's finest moment. And then Mac Jones at number 15. Uh, if you want to throw in Davis Mills, too, that's fine. We could do that. He was later on in the draft, obviously. But those five went. Wasn't wins,
0: he just benched? He was just benched, too.
1: <laughs> was he? Mills got benched?
0: Yeah, I think okay. they're playing um, whoever the backup is. Uh, I believe Lovey Smith said that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I have to double check, but
1: Lovey, what's going on I'm over pretty, there? I
0: think I said that they were moving. They were going in another direction, <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh.
1: Okay, yeah. the The direction is towards the number one pick in the draft. Ah, uh, that's the direction they're going. Ah, uh, so yeah. So Lawrence number one, Wilson number two, Trey Lance number three, Fields number eleven, Mac Jones number fifteen. Those are your top five. How would we redraft them? Right. Uh, I think one and two are definitely Lawrence and fields. Uh, So I think fields definitely makes a jump here. Uh, You mentioned it. Lance is really unknown. So I don't know about Lance. Uh, I think however you want to do Lance and Mac Jones in the middle is fine. Three or four. You can argue all you want. People can do that. I don't care if you want to put Lance over Mac Jones. I'm with you or if you want to put Jones ahead of Lance fine. As long as Zach Wilson's five, (laughs) that's fine. Wilson's number five. But I think the, the big question is at the top, Trevor Lawrence number one or Fields? Which one?
0: I mean, I definitely know that I, I have a bias, but I'm also going off what I've seen like so far, right? And you're you're going off what you've seen through the first two years and then the potential for the future. So I have to take Justin Fields. I mean, I think he's at this point, like what he is able to do on the football field is special. Like he's a special talent, and it's just a matter of really refining that talent because we we can see we've seen what he's able to do when he's out there just playing and you know he can run like nobody else like like Lamar Jackson him and Lamar are the only two that can that can run that way now it's about kind of refining him in the passing game and surrounding him with talent and really seeing what he can do because it's even more impressive when you look at like what he's able to accomplish with you know some roster deficiencies so now it's like, okay, now the next step, let's get him some guys. And now let's see what he can do, right? Um, and then obviously Trevor Lawrence, I mean, like, there's a reason he went number one. Like, he has the intangibles. He has those skills. Like, I mean, he's, he's someone that can really be special. And we've seen that at times this year. It's been a little inconsistent. And he hasn't had the big performances like Fields, which is why I would put him at number two. Uh, and then I'd have to put, uh, uh, I think for now I had to put Matt Jones at three just because we haven't really seen much from Trey Lance right and this season when we saw him in two games it wasn't he's still a young player who you're drafting him because of his potential and his high ceiling not necessarily because you know he already he's someone that you know can be can be a can be a solid starter in the league you're hoping that you can develop him and i think that Kyle Shanahan and that offense i think that He'll eventually get there. I think he'll be a good quarterback. But I still have to go with Mac Jones because what we saw what he did last season too as a rookie. And you know, he doesn't have the highest ceiling of these guys, but I mean his production last year, it's hard to argue with that.
1: Pro bowler. Um
0: yep. Yeah, e- even with the Bailey Zappy stuff, which I mean, weird things happened in that game. My goodness. Like <laughs> I don't know, when the, the Bears-Patriots game, it was very weird. There was, almost, was a whole bunch of stuff going on. It was almost Zappy's, um,
1: uh job to lose if he would have won that game and played well in the second yeah. half. You never know how that would have went, Alyssa, but yeah, go on. I agree with you. So I think Max up there. Matt
0: Jones there. is thankful for the Bears, right? I would think. So yes. thank you for yep. beating He so beat, got, he beat Zappy. That. Yeah,
1: he beat Zappy for me. No doubt. No doubt.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, then I'd have to go Trey Lance because of the potential after him at four, and then, yeah, Zach Wilson was... Um, I can't put him below Davis Mills. I don't know. Maybe I should. But, close. But we're doing top, we're doing the top five, the first rounder. So I would technically mm-hmm. have to put Zach Wilson at number five because I, I mean, people fall in love with his arm talent. I get it. But well, watching him out there, he can't make the reads and the throws, and then it's the on-field demeanor. And like, there's you have to have you have to have like a combination of things of the talent. And then going out there and being a leader, and like it's just—I'm not saying he can't ever get there, but right now it—it's it, not looking good for Zach Wilson. I mean, the fact that you know Robert Sala couldn't commit to him this week, especially when off. they're going yep. up against the Bears defense, which this is an opportunity for him <laughs> to get back on track. If we're being quite honest, definitely. Right? Yep. <laughs> so if he does play, and he, so part of me wants him to play because I want to see what the Bears defense can do against <laughs> him. I know he has the weapons and stuff, but if the if the Bears' defense embarrasses him, get him off the field at that point.
1: Yeah, he's just he's not very good. His uh, his attitude is kind of crappy, and he's got a punchable face to boot. So there's nothing to like about Zach Wilson, as we've been mentioning here. And his coach is Robert Sala, who's obviously a great defensive mind. And the Jets, the, the you know the the strength of their team is definitely on defense, which we'll get to here. Uh, but yeah, I think Zach Wilson's an easy fifth. I. I've gone back and forth. As you know, I'm a I'm a Lawrence guy because I think he's special as well. He's a different player than Fields, obviously. He's 6'6, Alyssa. He's huge. He's a giant. He's just six. I like a big quarterback. He's huge. Six six. And he can move. He can run a little bit. And I'm never gonna say he could run like Fields. Nobody can. Uh, but he's a freakish athlete on his own in, in his own right, just because he's a huge giant who can move and he can make every throw. I think he does have those leadership qualities like Fields does. Uh, so I think I th- I really like Lawrence. I think he was a legit number one. I think if you're redrafting today, though, Fields is number one. I'm with you. I've I've moved on that. I've moved on that. You know, I've like, you know, I've liked Lawrence in this discussion. But over the last yeah. month, Fields has moved. He has. He's moved to number one. I think if you redrafted right now, the Jags would take Fields. Uh, and I think it would be the right choice. So that's a fun little discussion. I think Lawrence and Fields are both going to have really good careers once they kind of get established in their with their teams and with the offense, and get some continuity continuity with their coaches. I'm sorry, right? They both have new head coaches in their second years, right? So once yeah. they both get continuity, they're both going to be really good players. We're going to be talking about them both for a long time. But yeah, I think right now Fields is, he's got the edge because man, what a brilliant season he's had. Uh, it's just a shame that the bears haven't won more or is it? I don't know. They're number three pick right now, uh, as we said. So a lot going into this jets prediction Uh, right? We're not, we're not sure who the quarterback's going to be on either side. As you said, Alyssa, they're not committing to uh, Zach Wilson. He's been that bad Uh, fields. He's got the shoulder. So we don't know the jets are favored by four and a half. As I said, one thing we can talk about is the total. Now the total in this one is very low. It's 39 and a half. That's probably because the jets can't score and fields is injured. Right? So the, the line is really low. We have been telling folks who have been listening, Alyssa to bet the over. And we are three for three. I'm betting the over on the bears the last three weeks. And this is not rocket science. We just said, Justin Fields is now elite. The bears are going to score a lot of points, but their defense is depleted and they're going to give up a lot of points. So bet the over. And that's what we've said for three straight weeks. And for three straight weeks, it's hit. (laughs) So even last week against the Falcons, the line at the time of recording, Alyssa was 50 and a half. The, The final score was 27, 24, right? So it was 51. So we won by half a point, but also the line went down. So that means folks were betting on the falcon or they're betting the under and moving the line down. So people clearly weren't listening to the bears wire podcast and our great advice (laughs) of the people with the real money that are moving the lines, right? Alyssa, there was big bets coming in on the under tisk, tisk, tisk. What are you guys doing? You're underestimating Justin Fields and his ability to score and the ability of the bears to let the other team score. But we are now officially retiring. We are retiring while we're ahead, right? Quitting while we're ahead, Alyssa, we've won this one three straight weeks, the betting the over, But we can't really do it this week because there's too much unknown. We don't want to ruin our streak, right? So we will let everybody know when we're betting the over again. 39 and a half makes we want to. That's a really low number. But this thing could be be a struggle, especially if Fields doesn't play. Uh, If Simeon's playing, the Bears might just run the ball the whole game. The Jets might do the same. The Jets are really, really good on defense. Really, really good. And their offense blows. So uh, I I just don't know. I don't know where the points are coming from. Even 40 points seems like a lot of points in this one. So I just want to stay away from it, Alyssa, right? There's too much unknown. So our, our take right now is that we're officially retiring our over bet, but it was fun while it lasted. It was a really good run.
0: Yeah, that was quite impressive, especially considering when we did take the over, it was at what, 50 and a half last week. Yeah,
1: we said it was getting um, a little scary. It was getting higher. I, the market was catching yeah. up to us, but we still took it in 51.
0: Hit. 51. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at this, like, I'm tempted because you said 39 and a half, and I'm like, don't. Do I it. mean, that should be like,
1: yeah, easy don't do it.
0: Considering <laughs> where things have been, but there are a whole bunch of factors that go into this game, and the biggest is whether or not Justin Fields is playing. I mean, if Travis Simeon's in there, I don't see this team scoring a lot of points. I don't even know if I see them scoring a lot of points regardless because this Jets defense is so freaking good. Yeah. And then at the same time, on the other side of the ball, if Zach Wilson's playing, they put up, I mean, like, you would like to hope, not hope, but like, you would expect, you know, Zach Wilson to get back on track against a really bad Bears defense. But, you know, the defense held its own against the Falcons last week. They only gave up they gave up 27 points, <laughs> you know, so we'll I it. mean, that's, that's definitely progress after allowing <laughs> what an average 38 points a game. So yeah. they're, they're trending in the right direction after that one. But at the same time, you would think that the jets could score on this bears defense. So you think the bears could score a little bit if they have Justin Fields. So like, I'm tempted to take the over, but I, I, I think I'm with you. I'm going to take the under at this point until things become a little more clear um, but that could certainly change. And I do expect it to change in the future, especially heading into 2023 when things should be, you know, a little more solid foundationally around field. So, yeah. but yeah, this is the end of an era. Uh,
1: it was a good <laughs> run. It was a good run. And we're expecting 11. the under, but we're not going to bet it. Right. I think if I was betting yes. this game, I would probably bet the jets to cover. I think they're in a better spot. Uh, even if fields plays, I don't, I don't like the spot for the bears going on the road to face the jets, they are going to be really upset that they got blasted by the Patriots. I think they are going to have enough on offense to score a little bit, and I think their defense is going to be the difference in the game. I just th- I think the Jets are that good on defense, and I think Bears fans will see it on Sunday, unfortunately. So if I was picking this uh, uh, <laughs> based on everything we said about how stupid Zach Wilson is, Alyssa, how punchable his face is, how much we don't believe in that, that player, uh, I actually think the Jets would be better with Mike White or Joe Flacco. I think the Jets would be better on offense with either of those quarterbacks right now. I'm not saying Zach Wilson would be horrible forever. Maybe they'll get to him and you know get him right or whatever. But right now, I think if they go with Mike White, that might be advantage Jets. They might actually look better on offense if they do that. They do have some good young receivers. so I think if I was betting this game, if I had to, I would bet the Jets at minus four and a half at home and to cover this game against the Bears. Just too much going on with the Bears right now that's uncertain. And if Fields plays, I don't think he'll be 100%. I don't think they'll let him run. I think they might, they might hold him back a little bit. You know what I mean? Try to protect him. And none of that is working in the Bears' favor because they need to ride on, on Justin Fields' cape right now to score a lot of points, right? That's just how it's been happening. So Jets minus four and a half would be my pick. Uh, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, no, I think I definitely have to pick the Jets to cover as well. Like you said, a lot of uncertainties at this point of the week. It'll it'll definitely get a little clearer as we go on uh, through the week. But, I mean, I I don't think I'm expecting Justin Fields to play in this game. I mean, I think the Bears understand what's at stake here. Yeah, that, same. you know, the future, not, not this game. They don't need to win this game. You know, they need to build for the future, make sure that their franchise quarterback is safe. So I don't see them... I can see Justin Fields trying to push for it, but you know, this is something where you hope that, you know, the coaches put their foot down uh, and like, yeah, let's rest you a week. Let's see how you're feeling in a week. Right. Yep. So at that point now we have Trevor Simeon playing and yeah, no thanks. I mean, I think the jets, the defense alone could win this game for the jets, um, which they're probably going to have to with if Zach Wilson's playing, even with a suspect bears defense. But yeah, I mean, too many questions. I definitely would have to pick the jets to cover here. Um, Four and a half. I mean, yeah, that's that's still easy, pretty easy for me to take at this one.
1: Yeah, I think if Fields is inactive, Alyssa, we might even see Peterman for a couple snaps. Like, I I, <laughs> I would fear for that. I would fear for Simeon's livelihood. <laughs> the Jets are that scary. I, again, maybe I'm overrating the Jets defense. I don't think I am. They're really good. Uh, so yeah, so there's our picks. Um, With all that being said, go Bears. I do hate the Jets with a passion. Again, I'm a Patriots fan. I hate the Jets, Alyssa. Hate them. Probably the franchise I despise the most out there. So go, go Bears, go. Uh, We're rooting for you to win. We just don't really think that's going to happen. So there's that. But happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Alyssa. What goes on for you on Thanksgiving? No Bears game this time. You know, the Bears are on Sunday. So you get to go see some family, I'm guessing. What's What's on the docket?
0: Yes, yeah, so I get to see some family, and it's interesting 'cause i I'll start at my dad's, uh which again, like that side of my family, except for my dad, are a lion's fan, so we'll be watching nacking,
1: oh yeah, you know, early in turkey, yeah. nice and know. early, yep, I like that
0: yeah, having that I mean, I'm a traditional girl like i like i like the the basics and the classics, like I love my turkey and my stuff and my potatoes and I mean, and then and then I get to eat again because then I go to my mom's and it's interesting because my uncle is a Cowboys fan. So then that's the other game that we always
1: watch. <laughs> so it's just rowdy all uh, day. And I now, love it.
0: And my mom's a Giants fan. So it's going to get feisty. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> so, so
1: your Thanksgivings are always rowdy. Everyone's watching <laughs> yeah. football and it's like a thing. That's that's it's not just background noise. I love that.
0: <laughs> so it's going to be lots of football, lots of food, lots of family. And I'm just so thankful to to the NFL for not scheduling the Bears to play on Thanksgiving again because two <laughs> of the last three years I've had to crazy you know have had to cover them and it's been rough uh, so it'll be nice to just sit back and and enjoy some football um and, and you know enjoy hey the three the three F's food fam- oh, I start with family family food and football
1: <laughs> very good Alyssa that was a good <laughs> right Freudian, Freudian slip I'm, right I'm there thinking about
0: the food already yeah the
1: Freudian slip. <laughs> Yeah, the the food is great. I'm with you. Stuffing is amazing because we just tend to never eat it until Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's so good. Uh, you know, for me, I'm weird. Like I'm a big cranberry sauce guy. I need the. I eat everything. There's nothing that you could put out in front of me on a, t- a Thanksgiving Day table that I won't eat. I'll eat it all. But for some reason, I need the cranberry sauce. And it's funny. Last year, when you know we had uh, my wife and I had our our son. He was born in October, and by the time Thanksgiving rolled around, we weren't really ready you know, with COVID and everything, we weren't ready to bring him in front of a bunch of uh, family. And it was like 20 or something people gathering at my dad's house, like his wife's side of the family and everything. And we were like, ah, I don't know. We, we just don't know if we should do that. Cousins, all that. So we stayed home and I actually cooked a little bit. And it was the first time I'd ever gotten the cranberry sauce. And the only thing I could find at the grocery stores because it sells out. It's hard to find. And it was like, yeah, I don't know if there was like a shortage last year or whatever. We saw a lot of that with groceries at COVID, right? But I finally found it at one of the supermarkets in, in you know, my area, and it's in the can, right? So you open up the can, and you dump it out, and then it's like, okay, there's nothing else to do. It's just, that's it. It's just like the gelatin cranberry sauce, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of gross when you think about it. Like, it comes in the can, you just open the can, dump it on the plate, and there it is. But it's, but that's what it was. It's so good. So I, I didn't know. That was the first time I, out of all the things I cooked last year, the cranberry sauce was the thing that blew me away, because it's my favorite part of the meal, Alyssa. It ties it all together for me. But it's just you open up the okay. can and dump it out. That's it like that. I don't know. That's kind of it's kind of late. It was kind of a letdown, but I still ate it. You're, I still love it.
0: You're one of the unicorns that likes cranberries. I,
1: I don't know why. I mean, I don't like cranberries, but I need the cranberry sauce. It's something like when you mix it all in, you know what I mean? So so you think I'm weird. You don't like that?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I've never needed cranberries. It's like you you always have it there just, you know, in case and because like it feels like it completes but like no, it like completes the meal, but like, you know. I've never been someone that reaches for it. Maybe one person will because it's on the table, you know, but you 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 are I'm the, one of I'm one the of guy the that's ones. reaching i so, I'm like, reaching for it. Yep. I would just put the cran like if you were coming over for Thanksgiving, I'd put the cranberries right in front of you and just like go <laughs> <out of>
1: town. <laughs> I don't know why. I need it's like the gross gelatin looking cranberry sauce that you cut with the knife and you know the butter knife and you yeah. put it on your plate. I don't know why, but that's like that's what I need. I, I get the potatoes, the gravy the stuffing, the turkey, all that, put it all on there. And I'm like, Ooh, where's the cranberry sauce guys? Where is it? Oh, there it is. Give me that. I don't know. And then if I'm making like this, you know, that you can make those Thanksgiving sandwiches afterwards a couple days later, I need the cranberry sauce for the sandwich too. I don't know why I'm so weird about it. And again, I was a little disappointed last year with it coming out of just a can and that's it. You open the can, you dump it out. Okay. Okay. It's ready. Uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm, a weird, so I'm weird, I'm weird like that.
0: You had not seen cranberries. Like, have they just been ready? Cause like, is that the only, isn't that the way that cranberry sauce comes? It's just in a can. That's, that's the only it. Yeah. Way I just, that's
1: it. what I'm saying. I, I didn't know that it's, it's always just been on the plate on the table, <laughs> Alyssa. I've never bought it before. It's always been on the plate. That was the first time I didn't go to the Thanksgiving thing. So the first time I did it myself and I, I had to find it and the. I didn't know what it looked like. I'm like, where's the cranberry sauce? I'm like looking all over the <laughs> aisles. I don't know where to find this thing. And it's like, it was on this like separate display and I'm like, okay, all they have is canned. I'll grab this. I'm like, I don't know if this is the right thing. And then I open it and I dump it out and I'm like, okay, this is it. So it's kind of a little funny story. So yeah, I'm weird about my cranberry sauce. And also last year I learned you're right. It is kind of gross. Like it's just nothing. There's nothing special about it, but uh, I still, I still still need it. I'm still looking forward to it. Yeah. Still looking forward to it. But uh, in all seriousness, Alyssa, uh, I appreciate you. It's always fun doing the show. Uh, it's been a really fun season with the Bears, and I hope you have a great holiday with the fam, and uh, I'll catch you next week, all right?
0: Yes, have a great Thanksgiving to you, Ryan, and to all of our loyal listeners. Thank you for joining us, and I don't know, we might be breaking down a Trevor Simeon-Mike-White game, out, oh. but we're, let's be real, we're going to talk about the important stuff, which is Justin Fields, too, so don't you worry. <laughs> we'll
1: find a way. We'll find a way. So, again, happy Thanksgiving to all. Enjoy some family, football, food. Do I have that in the right In the right order, Alyssa. I don't know. Did I screw that up? All right, there it is. Family, food, and football. Family, whatever. You got it. The three F's, as Alyssa said earlier. (laughs) We will catch you next week. Have a great holiday. Bear down.